Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harridge here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope you all had a very good day today and a, and a great week as well. You know, we always like to go into the weekends on a good note, don't we? Uh, I don't I don't think I'm speaking to a lot of people here that are short this market, not aggressively so anyway. Uh, maybe that was a mistake over the last month on my part. But, you know, we're still long-term bulls here, and uh, it's not a it's not a biased thing. It, I mean, I'm very bullish, and we're, we just wrote a book that's about to come out that explains exactly why we're so bullish. Our target still remains Dow Jones 100,000 uh, by 2027, and um, those reasons haven't changed. You know, the problem we've had in the short term is Washington, D.C., and the communists that are running this country because, folks, it's every it's, it, everything they've done has been intentional, has it not? Uh, without covering everything in detail that's happened, even going back to Trump's administration, look at the things that have happened here that have intentionally hit this country. The uh, the uh, the pandemic, right? The pandemic, straight up pandemic. Everything that's done has been a lie, right? These are intentional. These aren't mistakes. These weren't a series of horrible mistakes that these uh, our leaders made. No, these are intentional. Uh, they they executed their plan to perfection for this pandemic. And you look at, again, everything that comes out of D.C., open borders, disastrous uh, foreign policy uh, administration, everything that happens, you know, the way they divide us, this is all really done to hurt the country. I mean, that, there is no way to look at it because otherwise, why would they do it? So the concern there, and I've had a lot of people ask me this question this week, as a matter of fact, is, okay, so Kip, if it's all intentional, what makes you think you're stopping here? And all with all eyes on the Federal Reserve now, that is my biggest concern. I was on Wayne's uh, radio show this week, uh, the great Wayne Root, a great friend and uh, number one talk show host in the country uh, for true conservatives. And um, I made this point on the show that our biggest concern is the Federal Reserve, because if this is intentional and if that's not going to stop, then sure, sure, the Fed's going to hike rates four or five, six times this year. Sure, because that would destroy the economy. Uh, would certainly destroy the markets as well. Midterms be damned. So, <clears throat> but I, you know, I, I'm still an optimist at heart. I can't quite go there yet. And uh, I, again, I still think the economy is it remains strong enough. It is weakening. There's no question about that. Matter of fact, when Jay Powell started his press conference after the statement on Wednesday, the very first thing he says we covered at the time, the very first thing that came out of his mouth was the economy is slowing. Very first words, followed by. Uh, fun, uh, unbelievable hardships for, for American families, and uh, we don't really know uh, where it's going to lead. You know, and we don't know what we're going to do yet. And I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what he – that's how he opened his presser. And somehow uh, the, the Fed watchers got out of that, that the Fed was going to hike rates now five, six, seven times, uh, which, is, uh, which is what some are saying. Just don't see it. Just don't see it happening at all. Uh, I don't even see it in the realm of possibility. But if they if it's intentional, see there you go. That's that's the that's the chance. Uh, but we've got a lot to cover today. Uh, Jim Cramer, the uh, the would be uh, volunteer for the Third Reich, Jim Cramer, the Nazi Jim Cramer, uh, uh, wrong way. Jimmy Chill uh, was out this morning or excuse me last night on the show telling people to short, not just sell, Ark, the Ark ETF, the Innovation ETF of Kathy Wood, not just to sell it but to short it. Uh, through the uh, inverse ETF for Arc, we'll talk about that a little bit, and uh, uh, we'll talk. I've got, I, I've got, I've got some really interesting uh, uh, recording here that I got my hands on 
uh, that I want to I want to uh, cover with you too. Uh, a Federal Reserve meeting that's going to take place in July. So we have a time machine here that we really we really haven't talked about it much here, but we tend to use it in the VR investing system. And I'll talk I'll, I'll share those comments with you as well. Let me tell you how the marks did first. Dow Jones today finishing at the high. Man, this is a great. This is a really odd again odd trading today. Bizarre internals, which I'll share with you too. Let's, I, I got to tell you this. So 52-week highs and lows, right? NASDAQ and NYSE, we talk about it all the time here. We follow the internals very closely. Today, we had 30 stocks combined. 30 stocks hit a new 52-week high to 1,694, hitting a new 52-week low. Yet, the markets finished rip-roaring today, right at their highs of the day. Goodness gracious, right? So, here we go. Dow Jones up 564 at 34,725. That leaves us about 250 points away from its 200-day uh, moving average. The SP 500 is up 105 points. So that's a big 2.4% today uh, move in the uh, SPX of 105 at 44.31. That puts it four points below its 200-day moving average. That's very good news, though. As you know, that's an important moving average because everybody watches it. Uh, NASDAQ today up our leader, after being hit early this morning, by the way, all this again, like I said, crazy day of trading. Nasdaq today up three point one percent at up four hundred and seventeen points at thirteen seven seventy, and uh, Russ two thousand today. Uh, IWM, where did it finish up? One point six percent today. So good moves across the board. Very good to see. You always want to see it going into a weekend. Uh, again, this is the uh, last day of the month. You know, so this is a very bullish time to be in the markets anyway. Uh, honestly, this month has been a little crazy. I completely forgot yesterday uh, that we were coming in the, the month, and that's just a mea culpa on my part, being honest with you. Did not remember that this month was over from the market's point of view, and that should carry over into next week as well. Uh, let me start t- today with the recording that we, we found in our, um, <clears throat> in our time machine from uh, a Fed meeting that's going to take place this July. Uh, we think it was from July. It could be June, could be August, but you know, in the next a few months. And this is Jay Powell. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm not allowed to, to play the actual recording. So I'm just gonna repeat to you what what Jay Powell is going to say in July of this year. <clears throat> Everybody, great, great having you here. All the economists out there, listen. I know the checks are a little bit late this month, but they are in the mail. Your checks are in the mail. So to the a thousand economists that we have in our payroll, right? To the thousand economists that we have in our payroll, and to the other thousand or so of you that may not be on the payroll, but you're getting grants, you're getting scholarships, you're getting dollars for your mentors, your mentees. Uh, So for the 2,000 or so economists across the country and globally that uh, continue to do what we tell you to do, to, to, to really talk down inflation, to jawbone down inflation, hopefully, right, by saying we're going to hike rates a thousand times this year, to all of you that have really been our partner in this effort uh, and, and have uh, uh, really just uh, been a beard for us, we really appreciate it. The checks are in the mail, run a little bit late, but you'll have them soon. Uh, and now that everybody else is watching, you know, we had a game plan this year to go in and to aggressively hike rates. We've talked about that a lot. You know, we're just not going to be able to do it. Uh, here are the reasons. We've had near-death perils, near-death experiences across the board, really, haven't we? I mean, look at what's happening. We have climate change that's threatening all of us, like second by second, okay? How can you hike rates with climate change about to destroy us all? 
the racism thing. Oh my God, the racism! All the white, bad white people out there. My God, how can you hike rates? And then, and then you have the, all these fringe views of these anti-vax truckers in Canada. My God, there's just how could we? These have all combined have weighed so heavily on economic growth that it just makes raising rates not possible. That's just a little bit of a, a snapshot of the Fed meeting from July this year uh, that's going to happen. Because, folks, <clears throat> I believe that you are smoking crack if you believe that the Fed is going to hike rates four times this year. Uh, for our new people here, what's the biggest reason I say that? Well, because we have financial engineering this year to stay. The market, we just had a 21% bear market in, 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 uh, in small caps, 19% <clears throat> correction in NASDAQ, what, 13% or so in Dow Jones, SP 500, okay? Um, without a single rate increase. All, only be, they just talked about, talked about rate increases. That's how fragile our markets are. The Fed broke it and they own it. And they know that they can't hike rates. Uh, aggressively, especially not when we have negative rates overseas. It's just, it makes no sense, right? You're going to have, there's so much demand for U.S. debt because it actually is positive yielding, the highest yielding debt of, of any de uh, developed country, right? And so the, the demand is supply and demand. It's, it's a combination of that and the fact that we, the Fed has just broken the system. And that's the reality of it. Uh, we'll have more QE, not less. We'll have lower rates, not higher. And uh, so it doesn't matter uh, what we're talking about here. They can jawbone all they want to try to get inflation down, which, of course, is what they're doing. But I believe you are smoking crack. And I, and I know that there are a lot – look, there are a lot of comments that I trust and like a lot, including uh, the great Ed Hyman at Evercore. And, you know, I, I, people that, that know Ed, Ed Hyman, again, 50-year reputation of, of being a phenomenal uh, – maybe the best economist in the country for a very long time. They're calling for four rate hikes. So I, I know I'm, you know, who, who, is, who is this guy, Kip Herridge, is not an economist, uh, to say that the, the Fed is gonna, not going to hike rates. I just know what I know. I know what I see. I know what I feel. And I know what's happened since QE has been launched is that every time they've tried to taper, every time they've tried to have a, an aggressive rate hike, they've crashed the markets. So and, and, and the other thing is, look, we don't have Donald Trump as president now. We have Obama. We have, we have, we have Barack Biden. Where we're in Obama's third term as president, again, the only president four years or eight years not to have a two percent GDP growth rate, and here we are again, because the free market system is being crowded out by government stimulus money and QE. So uh, all of that it just just combines to to suppress growth, and it will always do that because the government is not your friend, and the government is not pro growth. The government is pro government growth. And that's always been the case. It'll always be the case. The line, I'm from the government, I'm here to help, <clears throat> is not, is, has very little truth behind it, unfortunately. Uh, and the other thing, of course, is the midterms. We've, got the midter we've talked about the ad nauseum. Midterms coming up, uh, unless, unless they just throw it in the towel. You know what? Dude, we're we're, we're going to get smoked. We're going to lose 80 seats anyway. What's it matter, really? Let's just go ahead and let's go ahead and, just, let's just go ahead and crash the markets. You know, it doesn't really matter. You know, again, unless it's that worst-case scenario, it's just not going to happen. Today, by the way, uh, today, by the way, we've got um, – this morning, uh, we found out that uh, before the market opened, that both Bank of America and J.P. Morgan slashed first-quarter GDP growth. And they went so far as to say there is a risk of negative growth in this quarter, negative growth. 
See, does negative growth sound like let's hike rates four times this year? Because it doesn't to me. It doesn't to me. Oil, again, getting closer and closer to $100 a barrel. Uh, closing today at uh, $87.25. Tyler, a year ago, said when oil was 60, he said oil's going past 100. And uh, he's been as right as anybody has been on that. Again, just a, a couple little guys from Sugarland, Texas that just know what we know uh, because we, uh, we, we, we like, we think common sense matters. You know, I think you do too, right? Common, common sense and solid research always matters. Okay. Um, also today, before the open, uh, excuse me, this was yesterday afternoon, as you may have seen. This, these are big events here. Two, two things I want to talk about. Apple <clears throat> reported, as you've seen by now, I'm sure, blowout earnings. Uh, there is no bigger market bellwether than Apple, uh, obviously. Uh, Apple said, and it, it was what they said that was really key. Apple finished up today. What was the final? Apple today finishing up. Oh, wow. Almost 7% today. I, I saw it at 5 last. 6.8% at the close today. That is just fantastic to see. Apple's kind of saved this, uh, th- saved this market this week at least. But uh, what, was, what was most telling, I think, about Apple's statement was they said that they were able to navigate the supply chain issues fairly well. It sounded very confident about that. Tim Cook said it very confident about that. And they said that they also believe going forward with semiconductors and supply chain issues there, that that's not as big a concern of them, for them as they thought it would have been. Uh, that's very good for inflationary pressures, et cetera. So their guidance was very solid. Um, you know, Apple's been hit like all tech has because of a hawkish Fed and because of trying to jawbone down the market. So it's very good to see huge move higher today from Apple. Apple must have been, what, 50% of the gains today in, in Dow Jones. Also, <clears throat> And this may seem uh, anecdotal. It, it probably is. But Jim Cramer struck again today. Again, Jim Cramer, the Nazi, uh, the would-be. And I'm telling you, this guy would have been standing in line happily volunteering uh, to uh, work for the Third Reich uh, back in the four, late 30s and 40s uh, for, uh, for the Third Reich. And he would have done it pro bono. He would have done it pro bono. Uh, and, you know, if you've forgotten or if you're new and maybe you're hiding under, under, under a big old, big old rock, Kramer, a couple, three months ago, recommended, because he was on his big uh, vaccine kick, everybody, what's wrong with you people? Just get, just get your shot. What's wrong with you? Just get your, just comply. Bend the knee. Come on, people. Bye, bye, bye. Kramer came out and said, as you may remember, that he believed the U.S. military should be used to force jab Americans. Military should be sitting out in the streets to force Americans that don't want these, whatever they are, in their arms to take them. Uh, that's Nazi. That's fascist all the way. Uh, he uh, quickly, within a week, backed completely away from that, but you know, too late, right? So last night on his show, Kramer comes out, and remember, he's been just a huge fan of Kathy Woods, okay, the ARC Innovation ETF, Kathy Woods. That's her flagship fund. Been a huge fan of her. She's been on the show many times, loves her, loves her, loves her, owns her stocks, of course, he, he bought them all, too, got destroyed in them, of course. We didn't, by the way. Uh, I can't say we, have any, we don't have tech stocks that are down. We do. But uh, we, we didn't the way Kramer did. I saw the list of his stocks. You may have seen it as well. There were 19 stocks that Kramer owned that were down 50 to 72% last year. Uh, by the way, he also said that oil was done, uninvestable oil and energy stocks. He said that at the beginning of last year. Of course, oil was the number one performing sector of the year. Uh, so not to, again, Jimmy Chill is, uh, is, is we use him as, an, as uh, uh, you know, as, as a reverse indicator here. I think a lot of people do. Uh, but last night he, went, he came out, 
and made a big dramatic moment about it where he was, uh, I guess, pouring something over ARC stocks. I didn't see it myself. I saw the clip. But the point he was trying to make was ARC is dead. Sell it, short it, and do it with his inverse ETF SARK, S-A-R-K, so you can profit as these stocks continue to crater. So we put out this morning a buy signal for, for this group uh, saying that uh, that's it. I mean, that's that's the sign. Everybody's talking about it. It's not just us, of course. Uh, but anyway, big, here's what happened in ARC today, the ETF that Jim Cramer was saying to short. It opened down 2%, closed up 4%. So it, it closed, it, uh, it opened down at 60, 64, closed at 69, at 4% on the day. That almost certainly marks the lows for not just ARC, but the bigger picture here, all these NASDAQ stocks, and you know who they are, you probably own a lot of them, um, you probably own some of them. That's a smart money group here. You probably don't, but the public does or did. And they probably listened to Jim Cramer at the open. They sold, and now all those stocks are up 5%, 10%. Uh, so Cramer strikes again. Uh, that's great news for the world of technology. It's great news, obviously, for innovation stocks. And again, you know, these, these, uh, these shakeouts happen. You know, we see so many people that have gone from bullish to bearish in just almost no time. Uh, because of a simple correction in the markets. Corrections are healthy. Uh, they're needed. They flush out the system. And certainly have we seen that in sentiment. The sentiment indicators, and I can tell you about 20 of them, that are all saying we're as oversold as we've been. Even, 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 and some of these even more oversold than we were during coronavirus insanity in March of 2020, even at those lows. Uh, and that's when you get really big moves like we had today. Uh, and... Um, so thank you, Jim Cramer. Thank you, Jimmy Chill, for, uh, call, for putting a bottom in place for these innovation stocks, for tech stocks in general. And uh, we can only hope that he's short Apple as well. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. I want to got a few notes here. All right. So before I tell you about the internals and we cover the, um, uh, uh, the commodity watch today, what what a week it's been for sanity. What a week it's been for people that are, that are pro-freedom, anti-communism, anti-tyrant authoritarianism with these uh, Canadian truckers that are making their way to Ottawa now. It, it, they'll be there on Saturday, right to Justin Trudeau's doorstep. Um, I mean... Well, it just it doesn't renew the soul. It does for me. I know it does for so many. These videos are amazing. You got a million or two people lining the streets. A lot of these in rural areas are coming out to support them. A massive fifty thousand plus truckers uh, driving their trucks across Canada to say no more. This is done. We're done with this. And uh, the 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 great thing about it, I mean, you know, uh, God does have a sense of humor, does he not? Trudeau comes out yesterday. <laughs> just after he called these truckers fringe, okay? He calls them fringe, and uh, 50,000 truckers coming his way, millions of people supporting him. Canada's not that big, folks. He comes out and, and, says, and, and tells people yesterday that he, uh, he, he was around someone that, that tested positive for Rona, and that while his test was negative, he's going to go into quarantine, self-quarantine, for five days. Just when the truckers are on the way, and, of course, his quarantine will be up probably, what, Monday or Sunday after it's over. And then he can come out of hiding. What a cuck this guy is. I'm sorry, but I, I've, I've told all of my Canadian friends uh, this, and I'll repeat it here. What the hell? What the hell are you thinking electing a guy like this? And you did it twice. 
what is going on in Canada? Canadians, I'm sorry, but you, the water up there must have Prozac or something in it because they're just so, they're just, they're just, uh-huh. Well, you know, it's, yeah, it's happening. Yeah, it's too bad. It's, oh, it's awful, isn't it? You know, the, the Walmarts and Costco's of the world are telling people they can't come, Canadians can't come in their stores, period, because they're not vaccinated. You know, when all the science tells us straight up that these vaccines don't work. Matter of fact, they're making things worse, as we've said here from the very beginning. We've also said, by the way, your body, your choice. You want to get the vaccine, go get 30 of them. Fantastic. Good for you. Don't care. You know, that's great. But for those of us that choose not to, don't make us do this. This is not the way our world works. So again, hats off. Big kudos, big bravos to all these Canadian truckers. You are the best of us. We should put Canadian, excuse me, we should put truckers in charge of everything. If we had truckers in charge of everything, we'd have probably a simpler life, which sounds fantastic, right? But you know what? Shit would get sorted out. Shit would get sorted out real quick because they don't mess around. You know, if you met truckers, these are serious people that have a very serious job, and they do great work. Matter of fact, we all get to eat and have stuff to in our home, like toilet paper and paper towels, because guess what? They deliver it. Uh, our youngest son, Sam, is in, um, uh, is in the industry, uh, in, uh, 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 in shipping. And, uh, you know, he tells us, of course, how busy things are. I mean, they're just, he works for a company called Arrive, Techno- Arrive Logistics in, uh, in Austin as a freight broker, and they're just killing it. Uh, they're just killing it. Of course, truckers are making all that happen. So, bravo. Again, let's, uh, let's keep that going. Let's get it going here in the U.S. as well. I just read today that there are only six countries in the world that still make kids mask up. And, t- and, and the U.S., of course, is one of them. Now, obviously, not happening here in Texas. It, it's optional, as it should be. If you want to wear a mask 24-7, do it in the shower, do it under your bed, that's fantastic. Knock yourself out. But again, making it compulsory, that's the, diff- that's the story, especially because Masks don't work. Masks don't work. They never have. We have decades of science to back that up. If you don't believe me on that, shoot me an email. I'll send you the data because we've been sharing it here with our folks for a long time. Uh, all of this insanity, right? Again, because it's all intentional. It's never about stopping a virus. It's always about control. It's always about authoritarian tyrants loving power and not wanting to give it up in a pandemic. That certainly was the case. There is zero doubt about that in my mind. And uh, that's a real problem for Mr. Trump as well as he goes in to try to get reelected. It's a real problem. It's a real problem. He's going to have to have his own mea culpa. Love the guy. Love the guy. I'll vote for him again if he's, if he's a nominee. But it's a real problem uh, because he was the president that started all this nonsense. Didn't fire Fauci. Day one. Day one should have fired the guy. Um, okay. Let's talk about now what happened under the hood today. Again, kind of a bizarre day. Uh, here we have, uh, you know, again, a, great, a great close today. A really good day. A really good Friday. And these internals, look, they were good. Advanced decline, good. Two to one positive, NYSE. NASDAQ, uh, two to one positive, fantastic. Volume, uh, one and a half to one positive. Excuse me, two and a half to one positive, NYSE. Uh, NASDAQ volume, almost four to one positive. These are great readings. And then again, new 52 highs lows came in at 30. New 52 highs to 1,694 new 52 week lows. That is abysmal. And uh, we have to hope, just hope that's like a capitulation kind of number. We actually had worse readings uh, on, uh, I believe it was Tuesday of this week, if you can believe that or not. Uh, but again, these are solid, solid internals. We give it a win. It goes in the, in the win column. But again, uh, we want to see the, the new 52-week lows. I think the NASDAQ's done now. Again, it's got all the SPACs in it. You know, they count three times. So I think the, I think, I think the, we're, uh, the lows are in place. We believe Monday's lows mark the lows. 
And uh, we just don't want to see those laws violated. Tyler told me for his podcast, he does a lot of uh, very detailed sector analysis. And it told me for the podcast today a couple things of importance. You know, while our markets are below the 200-day moving average, the sectors are doing much, much better. Of our 11 S&P 500 sectors, seven of the 11 are above the 200-day moving average. That's not nothing. Matter of fact, that's, that's fairly significant, you know, especially with NASDAQ well below it, Rose 2000 well below it, Dow Jones still 250 points below it. And um, uh, again, S&P 500 pretty much right at it, but it's very good. Also today of note, uh, the put-call ratio you know, again, even with this big move higher, the put call ratio is above one all day. That's interesting. And that tells you this move has further to go because, again, investors now have flipped to being bearish instead of bullish. And that is how you get bottoms. That's exactly how you get bottoms. In our sector watch today, again, Tyler said 7-11 sectors are above the 200-day. And now today we have 11 out of 12 sectors finish higher on the day. Technology leading the way up a big 4.3%. Real estate also a big 3.3%. Uh, communication services also up 3%. To the downside, energy only down slightly. Well, it almost doesn't count. Energy, of course, has been so, so strong. Our commodity watch today, we had uh, let's start with gold. Again, gold, the dollar has been incredibly strong. Obviously, rates have been inching up, and that's all they've been doing is inching up. But still, gold dropped back below, just below its 200-day moving average right now. at 1790 announced down $4.40. Silver uh, down 24 cents an ounce at 22.43. I love silver here. Love copper as well. Copper today down nine cents a pound at 4.33 a pound. Uh, also oil today again up uh, up 64 cents a barrel at 87.25. And uh, Bitcoin, interesting story. Bitcoin uh, it actually did not get hit yesterday on the news that the Bi- that Biden plans to issue executive orders uh, to uh, to uh, uh, because he, he says uh, cryptocurrencies are a national security threat. Uh, but Bitcoin went up on the news, and it was up again today. Slightly, but still up, 37853 up 1680 right now. But the problem for Bitcoin is a technical problem. A lot of damage has been done here. The moving averages now have rolled over. We had, uh, 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 we're getting to see a series of death crosses. We had one this week, the 50-day cross and the 200-day. The 100 days right behind it. This is going to be a rough period for Bitcoin. As I've said, an extended period of underperformance is what I expect here to really to flush this out. Give us another really good bottom. And the thing, the key line to remember uh, uh, is, is the 200-day uh, moving average here as well. The 200-day moving average for Bitcoin is 48800 So we are roughly, what, $11,000 uh, below the 200-day. And so I think damage has been done here. I think traders can make a lot of money with Bitcoin. But investors, I believe, uh, uh, will we'll, we'll have to watch this to shake out for a while. And then we'll get another great buying opportunity. You know, support levels, 29,000, everybody's talking about. Below that's 20,000. There's some minor support levels in between. I think we're probably looking, I think we're probably looking well into the 20s here. I think tw- into the 20s for Bitcoin. And of course, that means other cryptos as well. Um, all right. All right. That's all I got today, folks. Again, hope you had a great week and an even better weekend. As always, come join us for free for two weeks at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. And we'll see you back here again Monday after the close.